Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, Shada Tarabi. Shada, you are the founder and CEO of Restart CBD, found on the web at restartcbd.com. I'm so excited to have this conversation uh, because I found somebody who n- knows something about something that is kind of a little bit of a secret, I think. Uh, and and um, uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, so Shada, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm a big fan of all the content that you've been creating and excited and honored to be one of your guests and talking a little bit more about my business and how I got here. For sure. So yeah, so give us the background on how you came to uh, start Restart CBD. Yeah, so the quick story is I'm a big cannabis consumer. I am based in Texas. So if you're familiar with Texas's cannabis laws, they're not quite as friendly compared to some of the other states, specifically California, Colorado, things like that. But nonetheless, big fan of cannabis. And really for me, uh, how I got into the industry started as a result of me being in a car accident. So I Mm. was in a car accident in 2005. um, sorry, 2015. And I was hit by a vehicle as a pedestrian. I fractured my pelvis in two places Mm -hmm. and was put into traditional recovery and, and medicine. And so not that I'm anti-medicine, not that I'm anti, you know, how you go about recovery and physical therapy and steroid injections, but I was in my mid twenties, um, for all other, you know, intents and purpose was the epitome of health, very active prior to the accident. And when I was presented with those recovery methods, I, I exhausted them. I was going in and out of my orthopedic surgeon. I was going in yeah. and out of physical therapy and it got to the point where my doctor suggested I have surgery. And as most people are familiar, surgery can maybe sometimes alleviate the problem, but can also sometimes create other problems. And so my sure. mother at the time was very, very conscious of the work that I had done to get through my recovery up until that point, did not want me to go under um, you know, the knife, so to speak. And so she actually had heard about CBD. So now back in 2015, there was not really a market. It wasn't even federally legal, let alone state legal here in my state. And so it was very much the wild, wild west. And so (laughs) my mother really started, um, procuring CBD, creating homemade formulations for me, feeding it to me, letting me use topicals, just kind of introducing me to CBD as a cannabinoid. I will kind of contrast that with, again, I was a cannabis consumer. I had not really any understanding or education on endocannabinoid systems or other cannabinoids. So THC Delta nine is what most people associate to the high psychotropic effect, but there's CBD now CBG, CBN, there's over 160 cannabinoids. And so for us, as a family, I was really getting introduced to CBD to personally help me manage my health and wellness and recovery and dealing with chronic pain. And that was really the introduction for us to have the idea of how potentially powerful CBD was. Now we didn't launch in 2015. We launched restart in 2018, in August of 2018, we are a women owned brand. So I own it with my sister. So sister owned, family owned, um, born and raised in Austin. And we really saw an opportunity 
to bring cannabis and CBD to our market here in Central Texas, to be a voice, to be a friendly face for Mm -hmm. this conversation and to create a safe space for people to have access to high quality CBD and cannabis products. And that's what we've been doing. And now we're happy to be, you know, the number one rated CBD shop out of Central Texas and operate a brick and mortar as well as an e-commerce like you highlighted. So we're doing it all and, and loving it and appreciative of the opportunity that we've been to talk about this plant. Uh, So for THC products in Texas, is it currently medical? We do have a medical program, but I'm going to really emphasize that it is not as robust or accessible as, let's say, states like California or Colorado, where oh, you well, might of think, course, right? Yes, no. Well, that's but medical meaning no, but even medical meaning there are only three licenses in the state of Texas. You have yeah. to have very specific conditions. Oh. You can't even get higher than 15 milligrams of delta nine THC. So, not even recreation to medical in legal states. Our mm. medical program is still very much behind. We are in. The middle of our legislative session currently. So the laws are in the middle of potentially improving and changing. So that's exciting, but yes, much, uh, much to be desired when it comes to accessibility of cannabis and specifically THC yeah. in Texas. Yeah. And Florida uh, is, you know, again, it's not recreation yet. Um, right. It's it's medical and medical is actually quite easy. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a racket. Um, you could pretty much go, I mean, there are doctors everywhere that, you know, if you let them know, listen, I suffer from anxiety and, or, and, or pain, like it's, it's a pretty low bar. Uh, to right. Hit. And so, so Texas is not like that. Texas yeah, is right. very okay. sounds, specific. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Certain conditions, certain doctors, very low accessibility to products. So it's, yeah. uh, I, I aspire for us to have a program potentially like Florida's for sure. And it's an inevitable, it's an inevitability. I think uh, everybody, you know, and anytime, you know, any state says, well, what would happen if we put it to a referendum? The the voters, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't looked at every single state, but most states, the population is generally in favor. Um, yes. And you're yeah. seeing that with other states continue to legalize New York, yeah. uh, Virginia, New Mexico, Arizona. Just let the voters so, decide. Yeah. We're very uh, hopeful here in Texas, but I think from our perspective, CBD has really helped crack the door yeah. wide open oh, for, for sure. our community to be more comfortable to talk about cannabinoids and how those cannabinoids can yeah. impact their body. Uh, okay, so you are a business owner in this space, and so are there any hoops? I mean, what what are the hoops that you have to jump through? Um, obviously, C- CBD isn't an issue at all, right? You, is there any regulation that that you have to go through just for the CBD? component? So even though CBD, not to cut you off, but to interject, not that CBD, so CBD is federally legal, but there are still so many loopholes and, you know, just challenges in general when it comes to banking, payment merchant services, e-commerce being online, very different than the marijuana industry, which you cannot sell across state lines and you can't sell e-commerce. CBD, you can do those things, but because there's so much confusion between CBD, THC, hemp versus marijuana, when you're embarking in this industry, at least that's kind of my perspective too, a little bit more about me. I come from technology and platform and e-commerce. So when we were launching Restart, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. It's federally legal. I'm going to put it on a website. I'm going to sell to somebody and really quickly realize there were a lot of uh, challenges when it came to how 
I was going to be online, how I was going to take people's money. Certain products are more uh, friendly than others. So there's a new cannabinoid called Delta 8 THC, which is mm -hmm. very, very uh, exciting and also very, you know, concerning for some people, depending on where you sit in the conversation. Sure. But it's been very popular here in Texas. And so that's another cannabinoid that as these cannabinoids hit the market, uh, that creates more just, you know, things for us to navigate as an industry. So we're, we're learning as we go very much and it is still very uh, unregulated, which is where I think for people who are, you know, maybe potentially listening and were like curious to get into CBD, I don't defer anybody to, you know, not want to get into it. Just be yeah. mindful of the federal laws, your state's laws. So state laws can change. So for example, Delta eight is legal in Texas, but it is not legal in certain states like Idaho, for example. So depending on what right. state you live in, what cannabinoids you're selling, you need to be mindful of those as you're trying to, you know, get your product to market. Uh, for uh, credit card processing, for example, can can you work with Stripe or PayPal or any of those guys? Nope. Hell <laughs> no. In fact, we launched kind of, we were, you know, we're a small business when we first launched, it was kind of a side project. I was working full time before I really got into entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so we were just kind of kicking the project around, kicking the business around, started doing pop-ups and we would go to these, you know, gyms. And that's kind of a way that we helped extend our brand mm. into our community. We would do pop-ups at gyms and we would say, Hey, you know, CBD people like to take, cause it's, it has anti-inflammatory, you know, yeah you know, attributes to it. Also fair to say, I am not a medical professional. This is all my personal, you know, opinion and anecdotes. So we saw an opportunity to have those conversations. And so we were using PayPal, for example, because it's easy. Everybody assumes PayPal uh, very quickly got kicked off of PayPal. Not only did PayPal kick our business off, they have prohibited my personal account as well as all my family members oh. can no longer be on PayPal for the oh, infinity no. of our lives. So oh. again, you have this where the industry is starting to legalize, but there are certain you know, components that you, you need to do business that are making it really difficult for brands mm. to actually, you know, find solutions that can empower them to stay in business and scale. Yeah. Scaling is, is the key word, I think. So then there are specific processors that you work with, and I would imagine probably a little bit more expensive or... Yes. So the percentage rate and for processing is significantly much higher. Again, yeah. depending on what products you're selling, let's say you're selling topicals, you probably have a much easier time to find a payment merchant or processor compared to someone who wants to sell smokables or cartridges or vape yeah. products. And so depending on, again, what your market is, depending on what you're trying to ultimately bring to the consumer, uh, that's where you might run into different hurdles than maybe your neighbor who's maybe in the same industry as you are. Yeah. Yeah. Is it easy to find who these processors are? Yes and no. So my personal experience is you need to take on the ownership of educating yourself and what mm -hmm is the landscape. So for example, we're in the middle of kind of shifting our payment processor around. Just last week, I had about five different phone calls with processors and they'll all tell you kind of something here, they're different. Yeah. They all start maybe saying, yes, we can work with you. And then as you start to give them your data, it starts to unravel and unpack. Like, actually, we don't like that you sell this product. So for example, a big one, we sell smokables, meaning mm -hmm. hemp flour, which is again, federally legal. Well, yeah. to smoke, you might want to have a piece of, you know, paper to roll it in to make a joint, mm. or maybe you want a pipe. So paraphernalia accessories, we're coming up against payment merchants who are saying, we'll let you sell your flour, but you can't sell paraphernalia. That's mm. too conflicting. And so that's oh. where then you might need two payment merchants. You might decide you don't want to sell paraphernalia. So yeah. it's a, uh, it's very interesting, let alone keeping track of 
the legality, both yeah. federally and of your state, you're also kind of at the mercy then of these solutions that like you highlighted, you know, Stripe, PayPal, these are, if you're a small business, that's kind of what you gravitate towards. That's what you're being told. If you're a small business, go use these solutions. They're there to empower you. But if you're in cannabis, specifically CBD, it's a much different narrative. And I just think people need to be fully prepared as they're embarking in this industry. Uh, so you run both a physical location and online. And so what what are kind of the pros and cons of each? I definitely... So we launched as an e-commerce first, especially with my background coming from platform and technology. I'm also a millennial. I'm in my early 30s. I thought, hey, online is the future. Obviously, with COVID you know, hitting us as well, we realized how important an online presence is and how important it is to be able to have your products be sold to consumers through a digital yeah. platform. So we started online first now again for kind of like scope and spectrum. That was in 2018. The CBD market was very, very immature. We're still very immature yeah. presently in 2021, but 2018 was a much different world. We quickly saw people were not comfortable purchasing CBD online at that mm. moment in time because they had so many questions. Is this going to make me fail a drug test? Will I be high? You know, what is, how much do I consume? What's the right product? And so with my background in marketing and technology, I saw an opportunity very quickly to open up a physical retail location because of doing these pop-up events. We saw when people were able to talk to us, they were able to ask us questions. We were able to share our personal stories and experiences, especially reflecting on my, my own experience coming out of my accident. People really resonated with that. And so that was an opportunity for us to transition into continuing, obviously, to still navigate e-commerce because that is more my wheelhouse. And I, I'm a little bit of a, if I can't figure it out, how are other people going to figure it out considering I come from e-commerce, but mm. definitely saw an opportunity to open up a retail brick and mortar. And so we we thrive very much having that physical location because people come in. We've now built our brand. I'm very big in branding as well, especially when you're selling a commodity. Um, not all CBD is made equal. There's definitely certain qualities. Yeah. And so absolutely want to do your due diligence on the brands that you're purchasing from. However, with that said, you know, if you're finding two high quality brands, it really comes down to milligrams, doses, consumption method. Is it an oil? Is it a smokable? And so that's where we really started to identify, hey, how do we differentiate ourselves? How do we construct this brand? And so being women owned, being family owned, um, being locals in Austin, people really like to support that narrative. And so we've also been coined by our community as the, you know, hashtag CBD sisters. And so people mm -hmm. will call us. We want to talk to the CBD sisters. We need to be educated that now we're seeing that pay dividends when it comes to, you know, expending or extending into like, you know, some of the medical conversations, we're seeing more of our local doctors and medical professionals be more comfortable to talk about CBD. They've identified us as a quality brand. And so it's been nice to kind of help build that up, but e-commerce it's been the wild, wild West, just really yeah. trying to identify what States are legal for what cannabinoids, what payment merchant is going to support me to let me sell the products I want to sell. Um, but the thing that I'll kind of add is because cannabis is so nebulous, my background specifically in platform and technology is WordPress. WordPress is an open source platform. That means that if I post content that WordPress may or may not like, they can't take me down because it's open source. However, if you are, let's say on Shopify, which has marketed very heavily to the CBD industry, <laughs> if they don't like a piece of content or mm. product that you're putting on their site, because it's a closed platform, they'll just take yeah. your site down. And so again, Oof. it's trying to navigate all those different pieces Oof. as an entrepreneur who's like, yeah. I just want to sell a product to my consumer. Yeah 
kind of have to go through these checks and balances. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Shado, uh, one thing I kind of teased at the very beginning was something that I think is, is really, um, a, a secret that it could be, um, I mean, I'm excited for someone that's about to hear um, this because if you have tried a THC product before and you didn't really enjoy the experience, right? And you hear other people like, oh my gosh, it's so wonderful. It really helps me with anxiety. It helps me with depression, helps me with blah, 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 you know, with pain and so forth. But maybe like, for example, with me, like my brain just does not like regular THC products, like Delta, typical Delta 9. Um, it's just, I, 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 it's really uncomfortable. And I, I support other people. Like if that's, you know, they enjoy it. Awesome. Like it's for me, like I, I just cannot enjoy it. Like it just makes me paranoid and ugh, I hate it um, for my, myself. However, um, uh, came across unintentionally uh, Delta 8. And so I'll let you explain what it is. I know we only have a few minutes left. And I was like, oh, shoot, we could spend a whole half hour talking about Delta 8. So my experience, Delta 8 right now is accessible in, I want to say, 45, 44 states, something like that. There's only a handful of states where they've definitely outlawed it. And so it it um, legally... Um, it's kind of in a little bit of a gray area right now, but according to the farm bill, technically it's completely legal. Um, now, my experience with what Delta 8 is, is if you want the kind of the, the the chill relaxation, okay, if you're, you know, kind of maybe going with a little, you know, feeling that anxiety or whatever it is, you know, and you want to just like, listen, hard day work, I just want to like chill for a couple of hours. Um, Delta 8, my experience is it's, way less like psychotropic spinny kind of like you're stoned and stuff like that. And it's all of the relaxation side of it. Um, particularly if you're just taking like microdose or something like that. So I got to tell you, look, look, I don't want to take anxiety medicine, but man, there's times when it's like, you know, I I'm feeling it and it's like, what do I reach for? Um, and so Delta AIDS currently available right now, a micro dose of that. Like if anyone's identifying with what I'm talking about, go find it. Um, and you actually, Shady, you sell it on your site, but I don't know if you can only, you can only sell within Texas currently or, or no, actually I know retailers are sell, able to sell cross lines, right? I ship Delta 8 across the United States. We Great. met our, our manufacturers and our partners very heavily. What I will share about Delta 8, you're kind of right on the money. It is mm -hmm. in a very gray area. I think yeah. there's a lot of pushback at a federal level, even at a state level. In fact, I just read an article yesterday that Washington State, so a legal marijuana state, <gasps> has now outlawed Delta 8. Oh, there's no. a few different nuances. I think you're seeing legal Delta 9 markets feel that Delta 8 is conflicting because there's so I've much regulation. They're in they're the market versus yep. and so there's a lot of discrepancies also in how delta 8 is created delta 8 is essentially um a natural cannabinoid that exists in the cannabis plant but it exists in such minor um ratios that mm -hmm. you will never find it in abundance is kind of the way that i phrase it versus delta 9 naturally exists in high abundance so you can buy flour and you can smoke it and you'll have that delta 9 experience yeah. but everything you just highlighted about your own personal experience is absolutely what i hear from my consumers they've yeah. had poor experiences with delta 9 in the past they don't like the way that's made them feel yeah. but delta 8 being introduced has been a 
very relaxing, unwinding, chill without, like you said, the psychotropic effects. It still is buzzy depending on the milligrams that you're consuming, but it's been a really tremendous add for value for people who are exploring different cannabinoids to ultimately find what's going to work best in their body. And pain as well. So like I had, um, so I was having, uh, in October, November, I was having really bad zappy um, nerve pain in my lower back. And the doctor was like, you know, I was like going through all my options and, you know, he mentioned the O word. I'm like, no way. There's no way I'm going to touch. I, I don't, I would rather suffer just, uh, just wait. That scares right. the heck. Opioids scare the heck out of me. I do not. But for me, like, again, um, you know, Delta eight being available in Florida, you know, just a small, small, small dose, right. Was just enough to give me the relaxation and the pain relief of what I needed in a way that I don't know that I really experienced with just straight CBD. And again, I know that there's, there's a real wide gap on the quality and and efficacy of CBD products. But um, listen, I, I I just want to say, if there's someone out there that's identifying with what I'm talking about, see if you go find Delta eight, or you can go to um, again, Shada's website is restart CBD. And currently, um, unless what you're in the state of like, I want to say it's like Idaho, Utah, Washington, it's Colorado. It's illegal of states that you can't yeah. get it. Um, but so also, quick little piece about that too. The, the reason why it might be illegal in certain states, for example, why it's legal in Texas, mm. we only count our law only counts for Delta nine THC versus yeah. total THC. Right. And so that's why we don't have Delta nine, but it's kind of a loophole. Yes. So there is a little bit of a, we don't know how long this is going to be, especially as you're observing different States kind of changing their, their yeah. you know, stance on it. But for people like yourself, like highlighting, you've discovered it, you found this benefit. I, as a marketer want to just bring those products and educate consumers. Again, there's over 160 cannabinoids. I'm trying to fight for all the cannabinoids. And like right. you also highlighted, maybe see, CBD doesn't give you this relief. Well, maybe it's, you need a combination of Delta eight and CBD. Maybe you need mm. higher percentages. Maybe you need just Delta eight CBN. There's just so much we need to uncover and it's relating to your unique biochemistry. That's really where we like to come in and be those experts to help kind of guide people in their cannabis journey. I love helping people stay and remain kind of curious and ultimately figuring out what's going to work best with their body. <laughs> Shada Taravi, again, your website, restartcbd.com. Shada, this has been great. Uh, Anything else that folks should look for when they uh, go to your website? Just if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. We have a YouTube channel. We're on Instagram. We're very um, public facing in the sense that, you know, when you're shopping for brands, you kind of want to know who's behind the brand, especially in an industry like CBD and cannabis. Yeah, We are there to talk to our consumers. We're there to have these conversations. We really, again, just want to empower people to make them feel the most comfortable. So don't hesitate to reach out, find us on one of these channels, email us, call us. If you're in Texas, Austin, come see us. We'd love to have those conversations with you. Awesome. Shada, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Thank you for having me. Very much appreciated it. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, 
we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.